2: Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network.
1: Into another live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. It's Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, back as always with Alex Barth from 98.5 The Sports Hub to preview the Patriots' uh, Week 2 rematch against the AFC's foe, Miami Dolphins, where they will go down to Miami, which has... A well, been a well-documented house of horrors for them, even dating back to the last few years with Tom Brady. Uh, it has been nice and warm up here in Foxborough this week, mid-70s. Patriots have had their, their hoodies, their lawn sleeves on at practice to try to get adjusted uh, to that weather, but obviously it's been a tough place to play for them. And to make it even more tougher, it looked like they might have been getting some good news with Tyreek Hill popping up on the injury report yesterday. With a hip injury, kind of seemed like he was trending in the wrong direction not to be playing in this game, but he was back at practice today in a limited fashion, told reporters after the, after the game that he's going to be good to go, he's going to be out there. So kind of disappointing for the Patriots, I guess, but they'll take it on uh, Miami with, uh, with Tyree Kill, and they'll be ready to go offensively. Might as well get the test, right? No Astros well. to talk now if they
0: win. Um, yeah, it felt too good to be true that a player like Tyreek Hill would be ruled out on a Wednesday, and here we go. I think, yeah, it's it's, it's not unrealistic to expect him to play. The bigger situation, to me, is to monitor Jalen Waddle, who actually missed time last week. I would assume he'll play. He's practiced both days, but how much does he play and how effective is he? Because if he's just out there as a decoy and you can focus mostly on Tyreek Hill – with Jonathan Jones back, who they didn't have in that first meeting, that would be encouraging.
1: And Raheem Mostert's another big one. He was, I think he was, he was a DNP yesterday. He He didn't practice
0: yesterday.
1: Yeah. So he's dealing with an ankle injury. He was updated to limited today. And, I mean, they gassed you for almost 150 yards, five yards per carry in that in that Week Two game, and he had that big 40, 50 yard touchdown run to kind of put the game on ice late in that game. So that's a, a, another interesting one to watch there, Raheem Mostert, because we didn't see Devon Achen. like he didn't like hit his until after that Pats game but he was he's been electric for them he's on IR so that run game really is going through Raheem Mostert so that'll be a, another interesting one one to watch on Miami's offensive side of the ball yeah and they also like their corners Xavier Howard it's limited looks like they're trending to get Jalen Ramsey back for the first time this year so they're pretty banged up Javon Holland is a really talented safeties and concussion protocol he was limited at practice day two. that was an upgrade so they're pretty banged up here uh, on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah. No, they're and, – and, and specifically where they're most dangerous, their speed, corner, receiver, running back. Uh, those guys are banged up, Javon Holland. So Tyreek Hill playing obviously changes things, but there's still significant injury situations to monitor in this game, whereas the Patriots, it looks like, are getting they're healthier. Good. Trent Brown's off the injury report. Keon White returned to practice today. I don't know if that means he plays or not. After he missed yesterday, he may still be – Finishing up concussion protocol, does he get done in time? But yeah, it seems to be trending in the right way for the Patriots injury-wise right now, knock on wood. Yep.
1: Yeah. The only DNPs today were Calvin Anderson with an illness, and yeah. Ty Montgomery was not injury-related, even though he was on the injury report yesterday with a knee injury. But relatively healthy. You mentioned White. We'll see there. Kind of maybe a, like Juju last week. Remember, he didn't practice Wednesday, and then he came back Thursday, Friday, but he didn't play. Maybe something similar with Keon White there uh will kind of monitor. But then yeah, after that it's, you know, Barmore, Trent, Henry, Jonathan Jones, all these guys who have been banged up, they're still limited and they played last week. So looks like it's not a long list of 20 players this week. So maybe some more positive news for the Patriots in the in the injury department. Certainly looks that way, yeah. Yep. All right. So let's get into the game plan. Cause offensively we were joking at it. Uh, down at Gillette, it's take everything you did last week and try to do it again uh, against the this Miami team. And I want to read you going back to that, that Dolphins game. Yeah, want to read you some snap counts. Calvin okay. Anderson and Vidarian Low, hundred percent. Devontae Parker, hundred percent of snaps. Michael Winu, sixty two percent of the snaps. Moffy, thirty eight percent of the snaps. Pop Douglas, eight percent of the snaps. Kendrick Bourne, fifty-one percent of the snaps in that Week Two game, and that's completely changed for the Patriots at yeah. this point, right? Like you should have Trent Brown and Michael Winu as your tackles. You should have Pop Douglas and Kendrick Bourne as your top two receiving threats, and sprinkle in Far- Faro Brown was eleven percent Week Two. Like sprinkle more of that Faro Brown that we saw yeah. last week. Like take what you did last week, and let's see if it. You can replicate that and make it work again against Miami.
0: And it's, you said in, it, when you introduced this, and you're not entirely wrong. Take what you did against the Bills and see what you can do, do, you know, see if you can repeat it. There's some truth to some of that, but it's also, they don't need to see if they can put Mike on one right tackle. Just do it.
1: Do it. Yeah.
0: They don't need to. You know, it's, it's up to them whether or not Pop Doug, how much Pop Douglas plays, pending injury. It's up to them how much Kendrick Bourne plays, how much Devontae Parker plays, all of that. These guys need to play. Uh, it's Last week, we saw the best version of their offense. They need to run that offense back out there again. Absolutely. Uh, can't be benching, guys, any of that. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do. So last week, right, the numbers are up. Kendrick Bourne's at like 96%. Uh, I think Pop Douglas was just shy of 60 as the number two receiver, Parker's workload got decreased. That that could stick. Juju Smith-Schuster was also out. And will the Patriot – look, I think they should. Their two highest-paid receivers by a good margin are Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Juju needs to sit. I think there are still a few situations where Parker makes sense, but they're few and far between. <clears throat> talking like 20% usage rate somewhere in that range, like him and Rager basically splitting the the X wide receiver three role. Will the Patriots sit down their top two receivers for guys that historically they have not trusted, even though they're good. We know they've had their issues with Kendrick Bourne going back a ways and they bought, they benched pop Douglas against the dolphins once already. doesn't matter. Those are the best players warts and all they need to play. They absolutely need to play in this game.
1: Yeah. And that's what um, I don't think it's a coincidence that probably your your best offensive game in the season came when you played a lot of Kendrick Bourne and Demario Douglas, right? Like your two most explosive dynamic receivers. And and Juju wasn't healthy, he wasn't on the field, and Parker's snaps decreased. But yeah, that's what I'm worried about. They're going to say, oh, well, Juju signed this big deal in the offseason, Parker got this big extension. Like these guys have to play, and and maybe a little less on that with Parker because they did drop his workload last last week but we haven't seen juju kind of back in the fold in a few weeks here after that concussion uh two weeks ago i believe and so that that worries me that he's going to come back he's healthy now and they're going to say okay we paid you 25 million or whatever it was in the offseason you have to play and we're going to take demario douglas and kendrick bourne off the field that can't happen parker as you said uh, worth noting, they did sign Jalen Rager to the 53-man roster. I think we all kind of saw that coming, expected that. Like, mix those guys up, as you kind of hinted at. Like, Parker can still have a role, big body in the red zone, and, and maybe Rager's more, you're in between the 20 guy. Like, your speed, stretch the field, take the top off the defense and, and things like that. And, I mean, he threw that great block in, in the, the Buffalo game, too, so he can help in other ways. So I think there's still a role to be had for Parker, but... I just don't know where Juju fits in because the spot he's at as your Z or your number two or number three receiver, like that's Kendrick Bourne and Demario Douglas territory, and I don't want those guys coming off the field against Miami.
0: Yeah, absolutely with you on that.
1: Yep, and I mean same thing with you can take that same conversation kind of with two on Winu at tackle. I, I still think they're gonna roll this week with City at right guard and on Winu at tackle, but. I'm still just – it's in the back of my mind that like at some point they're going to move him back to right guard when maybe like Connor McDermott's ready and he's going to be the right tackle. Right. Again, I don't think that's going to be this week. I think that still might be some time away, but they should keep Michael Nwendo at tackle right now because he's their best tackle on the roster, even though they definitely view him more as a guard kind of moving forward. That's what they've told us over the past year or so.
0: Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you on that 100%. I, I'm still waiting for – it. They'll bring McDermott back at right tackle and win at right guard. Look, that's not a bad line. It's basically the line they played with down the stretch last year, but how they do down the stretch last year, right? I think you got, maybe they don't see Mike Unwin as a long term tackle. I would understand why they think that. I don't agree with it. I would understand why they think it. Uh, If you want to win games this year, plain and simple, he's your best right tackle. He is the best right tackle on the roster. Tackle is more important position than guard. The drop off from him to the next guy at tackle is significantly bigger then the drop off from him to the next guy guard. He needs to be out there right tackle. And you compare it to the wide receiver position a little bit, but it's not, it's not a rotating position, hundred percent snap count, pending injury, period. End of story. That's what it needs to be. You can't get cute there. They've tried to get cute on the offensive line going back to February with the guys. They were resigning and not resigning signing no more getting cute on the offensive line. Get five guys that can play and put them out there. That's simple. Yep.
1: Uh, I definitely agree. And Miami, they came after them in week two. They blitz over thirty six percent of the time, right? So they're going to be right. they're going to get tested. You want that solid line up there. If it's the same five, it's going to be only the second time this season they've started the same five two weeks in a row. So get those five out there. Michael Winnu is your best option at right tackle. Keep that continuity going. Hopefully, they can have a similar game. Last week, you can keep Mac Jones upright. Like this is a pretty good Dolphins pass rush still. Like Christian Wilkins could provide some issues inside. They didn't face Jalen Phillips uh, back in week two, so you know transitioning that to Mac. Like what do what do you want to see out of Mac? Just like build off that game, build off that Buffalo game. Don't kind of revert back to Dallas Mac or Saints Mac good in the pocket hopefully hopefully you have a good pocket to work in good footwork and he can just make smart decisions take care of the football and just keep building off that that, off that buffalo game
0: yeah pretty much that more of the same consistency that we talked about this on monday what was the one box mac jones did not check against the bills consistency he could have checked it he can't be consistent over the course of multiple games in one game he's gonna get the protection we would think given the line they should have in front of him can he continue to deliver the football the way he did last week
1: yep So, as he said, as he said Monday, like he's got a chance to be the long term, or not long term, but the quarterback here next year, right? But he's just got to keep being consistent down these last 10 games and and kind of force their hand and say, like, hey, I'm good enough to do this. Go draft a receiver or a tackle in the first round. Like, I'll be the guy. He just has to prove that. And it starts with just building consistent games, one on top of each other. So, that that'll be the big thing with Mac. Any other like? Do you have any ways to attack Miami? The Vic Fangio defense—we're obviously pretty familiar with it now. Like he's going to take away all the deep stuff. I thought he had yeah, a good plan I mean, against O'Brien back in Week Two, but any specific scheme things you're looking at? Are you looking at a lot of this motion again that they've been running? Yeah, right? you got to keep got to keep the motion
0: up. I, I just feel like I don't know that they're at the level offensively where they can pick and choose what they attack. And it's just their where they are. I think they just need to play their game and trust their game to be enough. Uh, that being said, I wouldn't mind if Jalen Ramsey plays, and it sounds like he's going to play. He's going to be back. Shout out to my Catholic for that one. I, I wouldn't mind testing him early in the game. See if you can get Kendrick Bourne on him, send him deep, see how well he's moving. Maybe he burns you, but I, I would give him a test. But, no, I, I don't think this is a game where you go in and you say – Hey, let's, you know, Miami's struggling with this. Let's try to do this. Do this. Or I think they're just, they're not a game plan offense right now. They don't have the talents to be. Yeah.
1: So How I old? think they just got to go with what works. How old is Jalen Ramsey now? Is he 30? 30. 30 something. So uh, this offseason,
0: like people might remember this. It's up. He, 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 uh, uh, he turned 29 uh, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, 985sports.com. I wrote this back in the in the spring. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was not good last year, he wasn't. And I know a lot of people wanted him this offseason, and I get it because of the name, but he might be cooked. So we'll see what he looks like this week, but he might be a little cooked.
1: Especially coming off a meniscus tear or whatever meniscus injury he had. That'll be interesting. Uh, for the love of God, like don't throw 50-50 balls at Xavier Howard. Yes, please. yes, let's it not just do that. Doesn't, it doesn't work. Uh, that's been proven multiple times that Devontae Parker is not going to work on Xavier Howard, so don't try that one, please. Um, but any other offensive things you're, you're kind of looking for in this one? Keep feeding Zeke. Yeah. He's been good. Keep yep. feeding Zeke. And then, I mean, we say it every week, but just big picture, like don't turn the ball over. Right. Don't get yourself in an early deficit. Like those things just – they shouldn't have to be said, but they're being said uh, at, at this point with this team. So uh, that's most of the offensive talk. Uh, we can jump over to defending Tyree Kill and, and the Explosive Dolphins, but let's hear from our friends over at FanDuel before we do so.
2: Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining Fanduel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. So visit Fanduel.com/slash/Boston and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Twenty-one plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gambling ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1 800 GAM 1234. All right, so
1: defensively, I kind of have one thing I want to see them do. And I thought Philly did a good job of this last week. And if you go back before the week two game, like Jabril Peppers talked about this a good amount. But they then they went out and they did that kind of three safety shell that got a lot of attention. And Peppers was talking about like you got to be physical with these wide receivers and kind of throw them off like get the timing like this offense and and Tua it's all about timing like that week two game he his average time to throw was 1.98 seconds which is pretty insane that's probably one of the fastest times all year so like Philly they got up I know it's can be scary to say like we're going to try to press Tyreek Hill or or hit him at the line or or disrupt these guys but I think that's what you kind of want to do is get up in their face and just even if you could disrupt like the timing by like a half second, give your pass rush a chance to get home. I think that's one of the best ways maybe to attack all the speed and hill and and waddle and try to slow down that offense.
0: No, you're absolutely right. I, as crazy as it sounds, I think you do need to press them a little bit and look, you play cover two behind that. So you're not, you're not surrendering too much down the field, but you will get this Dolphins offensive line. They're, they're down at least two starters in Toronto Armstead and Isaiah Wynn. And their center, Connor Williams, banged up as well. He's been limited all week. I, I know people are going to roll their eyes at oh, Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah He's Wynn good. was – he it's, in that first game against the Patriots, he was excellent. One pressure, no sacks allowed. He he was, it was one of his best games of the year. Uh, the guy who's filling in for him, whose name is escaping me right now, uh, is much Lest, less good.
1: Lester Cotton or something, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, Lester Cotton. So t- to put it um, – I think so. Sounds right.
1: Yeah, he gave, up like, he gave up like four pressures Lester last Cotton, week. Yeah. So to
0: put, it, to put it nicely, Lester Cotton is much less good than Isaiah Wynn is. <laughs> um, and, the way, and then you have a backup center or Liam Eikenberg might play center. Liam Eikenberg is not a center, but he might end up playing center this week if Connor Williams can't go. Christian Barmore comes in red hot. He's a guy that can wreck this game if he can win those matchups. If you can buy him an extra second to get to the quarterback, it's not going to matter. If Hill and Waddle are running free down the sideline, because Barmer is going to be into his face. And, and some of these other pass rushers who have been playing well as well. Anthony Jennings, Dietrich Wise, maybe Keon White's back. I think you got to press and you got <clears> to <throat> win these matchups at the line of scrimmage against the Dolphins backup lineman. That's a must. Basically, this is kind of what teams did to the Patriots for the first four or five weeks of the season. Banged up offensive line. They came up, they got real physical with the receivers. Didn't allow them early, any early separation. And now Tua is a little more mobile than Mac, but not a ton. And they'd be in the quarterback's lap before anybody could pull away. That's kind of the game plan the Patriots need to use. They need to flip this on Miami this week.
1: Yeah. And that's what I mentioned. Philly, like they got up in physical and, and Tua, it took him about like three, four tenths of a second slower to throw the ball. And you just saw the domino effect that that kind of had. So that'll be interesting. And you mentioned, you know, behind that, you play a lot of cover two, And that's where the other thing is like, you got to stop the run. And that's probably going to be big on Juwan Bentley uh, to come downhill kind of on his own in those lighter boxes and stop the run. Again, like Mostert was big in week two. They totaled 145 yards, five yards per carry. So if you're going to press those receivers and have so much attention to those receivers, you need those defensive linemen to win at the line of scrimmage. And then you need Juwan Bentley to kind of come downhill and clean things up in, in the run game as well. Yeah. And then the the other
0: big thing just from last week, tackling.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: They allowed six broken tackles week two against Miami. Can't have that again. You got to wrap guys up, gang tackling, swarm into the football, all of it. And Some of the guys that were missing tackles last week, Juwan Bentley, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, these are guys that need to be completing their tackles. These are guys that cannot be allowing – you can't have these guys allowing ball to uh, carry your second opportunities.
1: Yep, 12 missed tackles last week against Buffalo. Can't happen again with all that explosive – threats and talent at uh, on, on that all Dolphins offense. So definitely tackle, definitely wrap them up. Uh, you looking at maybe Marte Mapu this week? Or are you looking at any one specific on that second or third levels on that Patriots defense to maybe step up and help slow that Dolphins offense down?
0: I, I, I'd love to, but I think they've made it clear where they're at with Marte Mapu.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. It's, it, I, I just don't think we're going to see it. maybe more Mac Wilson. He was good last week, but I think, yeah, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're blitz heavy again too. And and maybe they, you see them kind of load up more with rushers at the second level as opposed to coverage guys.
1: Yep. No, I agree. It, hopefully Christian Barmore, He's going to be another like key guy in this one. And he's been awesome. The last two weeks, Bill. Gave him some flowers like uh, Wednesday, and he just said like he's healthy. He's finally healthy. He missed all that time last year with the knee injury, and he's healthy now. He had a really good offseason, trained hard, and you're seeing that. Not only is he kind of getting that pass rush ability back, but he's also been really good in the run game. Which you know, Demarcus Covington said he's playing well in the defense. That might have been an adjustment for him coming to this this Patriots defense. So he's like clicking on all cylinders right now. And as you said, the the Miami offensive line, he's going to have some really good opportunities there. So he's going to be key to slow that whole thing down. But yeah, I I mean, (laughs) we've seen so much Miami the last few weeks, last few years and and Tyree kill. Like that's, that's really it. It'll be nice to have John Jones because they haven't had him the last two games against Miami. That'll help with no Christian Gonzalez, obviously, but uh yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't know if you have anything else defensively there.
0: No, I think it's pretty. Again, it's a lot of just what what you did last week, copy and paste.
1: Yeah, and except the tackling, you got to tackle. That's you got to tackle. Yeah, except that, that, that one that's, thing. That's the big thing. And I know it, you mentioned it, it does look like some rain on the forecast, which could yeah, help right maybe maybe slowing down that offense and not just like a spotty Miami, Florida shower, like maybe a, a consistent rain. And at this yeah. point, like you take anything, anything you can get. So I don't know what we'll, we'll kind of see there. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know anything else. Like that's it. That's I, the mean, book so Miami.
0: I, I would say on special teams, be, I, I think you need to expect the, uh, expect the unexpected. If you're the Patriots special teams, Danny Crossman, the, the Dolphins special teams coordinator, uh, Patriots pants them yeah. last time out playing it civil Patriots pants them. Uh, I would one expect the Dolphins. I would not be surprised that the Dolphins have something in store for the Patriots to kind of get them back. It might not be a field goal thing. It might be on the punt team, might be kickoff, some sort of onside kick. I don't know. I would not be surprised if the Dolphins have something or well, I guess it could be either uh, do the Patriots build off, because they still have to tell on Jake Bailey, do the Patriots build off that field goal block play? And maybe if Miami comes in overly concerned about that, do the Patriots find a way to build off it to maybe keep them catch them sleeping elsewhere?
1: That'll be interesting, because we really haven't seen – like we've seen the Patriots still do that. They haven't been successful, obviously, but they still have like Miles Bryan or Schooler out there, but there really hasn't been a team that's done anything – out of the ordinary or unique to try to stop that or try to beat that in a way, I guess. I mean, I know Dallas got the the two point conversion, but that wasn't really against that look, and that was a, a extra right. point, not a not a field goal. So yeah, if there's going to be a team, Miami's been sitting here the last six weeks, and you know it's Jake Bailey. Maybe they have something cooked up there to to try to beat that or try to negate that or stop that. So that'll be interesting to watch too. Right. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I mean, I guess if that's if that's it, we could we could talk some college football, of course. And, and, so I was gonna say if we want
0: to take some questions and then maybe do a college oh yeah. football, Boston sports minute. Uh, somebody asked about Taekwon. I don't see the role for Taekwon on this team right now. I just don't. I would Especially not. Especially with Rager. Be, yeah, uh, he's might play special teams. I'd worry about him tackling. Yeah, it would not be the most surprising thing to me if he's a healthy scratch.
1: Yeah, no, I
0: agree. Like, and I—I I, I know people are gonna say, "Hey, he's, you know, 50th overall pick a year ago, all that sunk cost." He, I just—I don't see what he does right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he played three snaps last week, and I mean, he got the pop pass right away, and he got that, like, that deep crossing route after the turnover. They tried to take a shot, and then you just didn't see him again. So. I don't know. I uh, just don't know how much trust is there with the coaching staff and the, and the quarterback with Taekwon. And you see Jalen Rager step right in there and, you know, make a nice play on a slant and then throw the big block. I think you're getting more out of Jalen Rager and he brings that kind of similar speed element. So, yeah, uh, I don't know with Taekwond. It seems like a last hope with special teams, but then you have a second round specialist on your roster. Right. So. so we'll see with that.
0: With Rager, I think we just kind of talked around it. We didn't address it individually. Um, with with Rager signing, yeah, I, I I don't think he's ever going to be this involved. Hundred twenty yard, two touchdown game. Uh, I, I I struggle to see how he gets that involved. My guess would be more. He's just kind of like they like him as a blocker. Yeah, I think it's going to be that they'll throw him some of those quick slants. I don't think he's at there's. Going to be many plays reads to first read I wouldn't hate seeing them throw him some tunnel screens or things like that just to get him the ball in space maybe he factors in as a kick returner if they want to take some off tomorrow Douglas's plate but I mean look he's better he's he's shown me more than Juju Smith-Schuster has this year Taquan Thornton has this year so I I like the signing assuming it means he plays over those guys but yeah I don't think I'm not Sitting here like Jalen Rager is going to solve all their wide receiver issues in perpetuity.
1: Yeah, he could be interesting against Miami. If I mean, if you scheme things up, and you know, you could try to attack some of those weaknesses in the in the deep parts of the field on Fangio. But you need protection, obviously, to take those deep shots. And then, like you mentioned, the the slant. Like he could have, if he broke one tackle there, he might have been gone. So I wouldn't be surprised if we randomly see one of those little like five step slants that he could house. Uh, against the right look and you know that's something that Parker probably isn't going to do so yeah I don't know he he just he's an interesting talent obviously for, former first round pick so and, and he's giving you more than the other veterans on your team right now and th- with that skill set so just worth bringing him up and giving him an extended look seeing what you got
0: uh, any more questions or should we move to the college football? we'll get we questions once we get into the college football minute yeah um, although I this week's slate, not doing it for me. Yeah. So, sneaky potential to be big, but as of right now, uh, there's not much. So, Oregon, Utah is interesting, but I think there's a pac championship. I guess it's it's another look at road Knicks, but I think we we saw what we saw against Washington, right? That's more or less who he is. Um. What else we got? Like, I,
1: I just going through Wisconsin, the rankings, like, Wisconsin upsetting Ohio State and Madison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I was gonna say that if, if you want, like, I believe Utah Oregon is the only ranked game of the week.
1: Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like Louisville, 95% sure Louisville, of that. is Louisville Duke this week. I oh, believe. I think it
0: is. I think you're right. Okay, so there's two ranked games this week. I think they're both, yeah, they're both in the same window. That's why I forgot that. Um, they're both 3.30 games. So Louisville, Duke, all right. Kind of interesting. I, I don't know if that's interesting from a draft point of view. Yeah. Not a ton. I know some people like Riley Leonard. Um, that'll be a good game. The one that that could get interesting is the the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and that is Georgia, Florida. Florida's been up and down this year. Georgia's obviously unbeaten they've won 34 regular season games in a row that's a program record their last loss to florida in this game in 2020 it's a neutral site game in jacksonville what maybe florida has something in the bag they beat tennessee they beat a good tennessee team if that game's close at halftime, I'm going to be very invested. But I I don't know that it will be. I'm like 50-50 on that. Yeah.
1: But Graham Mertz, baby. I like the. Uh, who's that receiver on Florida? Florida. Oh, or uh, Pershal? uh Pershal Ricky Perseil. Yeah. He just like every time. I don't know where his draft stock is, but every time I watch Florida, like he balls out. Like he he's he's a good player. I don't know his draft thing. Obviously, I think he's eligible this year, but. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that always catches my eye watching Florida. So that would be interesting to watch him against that Georgia defense. But Oh, meanwhile, I know I know what we need to talk about. I I,
0: I don't know, why I didn't think of this, but speaking awesome. of Tennessee, who's now involved in this thing? Connor Stallions. <laughs> Give me your take on on the Michigan sign stealing scandal.
1: That is oh my gosh. I mean, you were talking today that they were selling it. That like that's too far. Selling it to whatever other team that was playing against or that Michigan needed to win, like, I don't know. First off, Connor Stallion's awesome name, awesome guy to be doing this, to have that Michigan manifesto where he's 600 pages to take over the Michigan program. But, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't, like, sign stealing's obviously part of the game, but my thing is, like, when you start to get, like, electronics involved or or something like that, that's when I think it kind of goes too far, but... Yeah, like some of those videos against Ohio State, where they're like looking all at the sideline and then making all their adjustments and the laminated sheets. Like this seems like it was pretty, a pretty good operation for Mister Stallions down there. Yeah, and look,
0: I, I think Dion gave a great answer. It doesn't matter if you know what's coming; you still got to be able to stop it. That's so true. I'll give him credit for that one. Uh, this thing, the levels to this, and now they're talking about Michigan may have been giving the signs they stole to other teams. Like, I, there's a theory out there right now that Michigan gave signs to South Carolina to help them beat Tennessee and Clemson to clear the path into the college football playoff for Michigan. I mean, unreal, just unreal drama here. And the best part, it, I don't think any of it's that inconsequential. Like, nobody's stealing signs. Like, every other program isn't doing this. I talked to a, a former GA at a Power Five school. Um, Earlier this week, who kind of said, "Yeah, maybe not everybody is doing exactly this, but everybody has some version of this." And if you're not changing your signs, that's your fault, basically. Um, so, I, I, it, it's great drama. I don't think it's overly consequential, and I cannot wait to name my head coach Connor Stallions in NCAA 2024. <laughs> we're all going to do that, right? Like everybody's yeah. going to do that.
1: Hundred percent. Do they play this week, or are they are they on by Michigan?
0: Uh, I think they're off.
1: I think they're... I'm just scrolling through. I think they're on by. They
0: are. Yeah, they're off. They get Purdue next week. At home. So, Connor Stallions this week will be... Let's see where Purdue is.
1: <laughs> Purdue is uh at Nebraska. So, Connor Stallions Connor is going to be... Stallions is in Nebraska. Imagine if he went... In Lincoln. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Kind of a... A lower slate this weekend. Some of the big quarterbacks, you know, nothing too enticing matchup wise. Uh, like Quinn Ewers, BYU. Caleb Williams is against Cal. Drake May is against Georgia Tech. So nothing too enticing. Yeah. Enticing Penix but... is,
0: I think, it's Stanford.
1: Yeah. So nothing. Nothing. Really jumps off the page, but it's college football Saturday, so we'll obviously be watching. I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, there'll All be right. something out there.
0: Uh Boston Celtics. Quick Boston Sportsman here. Boston Celtics. That I I may have underestimated him a little bit. That was a really good performance, but I, I have two takeaways from that. Porzingis can play. Porzingis yeah. is a much more complete player than I realized watching him from afar. But he has to stay healthy. He, that, that, that remains a question. One game does not erase the question of his durability, especially since apparently Jalen Brown's still bad. Game seven, <laughs> Jalen Brown showed up last night. He struggled tremendously. Look, I wouldn't put it past him to bounce back with like 35 against the heat. I actually, his over for tomorrow night's 19 and a half. I took it. I think he bounces back, but he can't, they can't win the title if he's going to play like that in big games. And I don't be, Oh, it's game one. You usually show up for opening night. It'd be one thing if he had that performance in, like, February, you know, against some bad Western Conference team and whatever, he took a night off. Opening night against a team that gave you trouble last year, that's a game where you expect your stars to show up. Jalen Brown did not show up last night. That's concerning. If it becomes Tatum and Porzingis, that duo might be enough, but Porzingis has to be healthy for that to work. Yeah. And I still I still worry about the depth. You know, the, the Knicks went on that big run last night. They erased the deficit. It's when the second unit was in the game. I, I'd still like to see them get another big, another bench big, and another wing. Although, I don't know. We didn't see O'Shea Brissett last night, maybe, or, or some of those other wings they signed. We didn't see Jordan Walsh. Maybe those guys end up factoring in. But good start. I, I am concerned about where Jalen Brown is at if this is how he's playing in big games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was my big thing uh, with Jalen Brown. I mean, Porzingis looked awesome. I still love Derek White. Drew Holiday looked like a dog. But yeah, it's Jalen Brown was the the concerning one. Is Walsh going to be in the rotation this year? Do you think, or is that going to be just like a regular rookie on a good team that just can't crack consistent playing time?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I honestly, it's. It feels like they're going to be a little different with the rotations this year. I think last night, again, that's like a big game because it's the first game. Let's see when they yeah. get into a regular pattern. I th- even think tomorrow night, too, against the Heat, you're going to see a big game rotation, and then they'll probably loosen it up a little bit.
1: Yep. Yeah, but good start. Um, Bruins, Matt Potra, keeps scoring goals. Awesome to see. Uh, and the Red Sox have a new uh, whatever it's called. Oh. Oh, yeah, new replacement for High and Bloom and Craig Breslow. Uh, I like the hire. I think, you know, he's another one of these smart guys from Yale, like Haim, but uh, he was also a former player, so... Probably is a better relationship with him and Cora, which that seemed to be kind of flawed at times with Cora and Bloom last year. So, and, and they need to revamp the pitching. And he's obviously a former pitcher, and he's done a good job of that with Chicago under Theo. Like their pitching prospects has gone from some of the worst in baseball to one of the better units. So uh, I'm all in. I'm all in on Craig. I think it's a good hire, but I think the hiring process should also. Maybe open John Henry and those guys' eyes a little bit. Yeah, I thought Chris Catillo from Mass Live had a really good
0: column on yeah. this. That the search will be defined by who said no as opposed to who said yes. You know, with with Breslow, I, I I'm okay with it. I like it. I don't love it. Uh, I I'm happy. I'm relieved. It's not just some high and bloom clone. Some nerd with no connection to the game. I, I think getting a former player is big because you could see the disconnect between the clubhouse and the front office last year. I think that having guys an expert in pitching, Brad, you know, the last three starting pitchers developed by the Red Sox to be all stars are starting pitchers all started in the Red Sox system, made the all star game with the Red Sox. Are we dating like John Lester? John Lester's uh, the I don't know if he's the most recent, so two of them are close. So Lester and Buckholz are the okay. two most recent. Before them, it's Roger Clemens. Jeez. So that's three since that's 1986. <laughs> and look, they're a big market team should be able to pay for pitching and they can do that. But if this, if they're going to be on a budget, they got to be able to develop pitching. That being said, Breslow's relatively inexperienced. He is still kind of that nerd thing, but you know, I, I, on, I honestly didn't think they'd do this well. Once those reports started coming in that people were turning them down. So I I'm relieved, I guess, by the Breslow hire. I think it could have been a lot worse, but yeah, it, it's still going to go back to Sam Kennedy said in the press conference after Bloom got let go, the best, the best baseball minds are going to want to come to Boston. They didn't. Nope. And the Red Sox need to figure out why that. And I know why it is. And you know why it is. And I'm sure everybody watching this knows why it is. But John Henry, Sam Kennedy, that group, they can't seem to get it through their skulls. They need to figure that out. And I guess hopefully it doesn't matter. Hopefully Breslow does a great job and he's here for 40 years. But if they, it, if they treat Breslow like they treated Bloom, He's not going to be here for long, and they are going to need to hire again, and they are going to need to make it clear when they get to that point that the issues they've made, the mistakes they've made, they will not continue to make.
1: Yep. No. Yeah. I I, I like like out of the guys they brought in, I thought Breslow was probably one of the top guys, so I, I yeah. like yeah. that. But yeah, I hope they let him spend. I hope they let him kind of do what he wants to do, and that's just the big question. We don't know till they prove it, till they go out there and. Go pay like two hundred million dollars for Yamamoto or you know another one of these pitchers. Right, so, right. be interesting to see. But uh, I like to hire for for their options that, that were out there. So we'll see there. So, yep. any other last thoughts you got on anything, or we can kind of we can kind of. I think that's it. I think
0: was a short one.
1: All right. Yep. I mean, Pat's Dolphins. We all were familiar with them. We know what needs to be done. But this is this is kind of it. You gotta win this game if you wanna keep that path alive to crawl back into the playoffs here, right? Like you're either three or five with two winnable games against Washington and the Colts coming up, or you're two and six. And we're gonna be sitting back here next week talking about Drake May and Caleb Williams potentially. So right. big one on the table. They need to show up in Miami and we will be back to break down that game, which, which hopefully is a W on Monday. But until then, you can follow Alex. On actually, so we
0: might, uh,
1: we might do a
0: Tuesday show this week, depending on how the game goes. Cause the trade deadline is actually, let's do this before we wrap it up. So our last okay. show before the trade deadline, maybe, I guess it's tough to ask. What do you want to see him do? It depends <laughs> what happens on Sunday. Right. But, um, We'll we'll see how the game goes. Yeah. Uh, we will play the show live here for a sec. We may do Monday and Tuesday, if the game kind of is worth its own show. But we might switch it up Tuesdays because you know what'll happen. We'll do a show Monday, and they'll make five freaking deals on Tuesday <laughs> and be back again anyway. So,
1: so maybe some flexibility there. Yes. next So, where, like, where just are you? like
0: the Patriots, we're going to start over with the schedule and. We're going to reconsider everything, get back to the
1: fundamentals. So quick, right now, before the game, are you keeping the roster together or trying to get up some some pieces? If they
0: win, I think Josh Uche is the one guy I trade either way because they were able able to rush last week without him. doesn't seem like he's coming back. I think he would have value. There was a report today they get a third-round pick for him, which I would take. If they win, I still maybe look to trade Uche, and then I I keep – I'm not buying. They need the draft picks one way or the other. If if they lose, then it's, it's Uche, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, maybe Trent Brown, maybe J.C. Jackson, that kind of thing. But uh, if 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 they win, yeah, it's just Uche. I, I'd still look to move him, but that's it.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of on the point now where I want to keep Kendrick Bourne and try to extend him. That would be I mine. would love
0: that. I just – they don't like him. I don't know what it is. They clearly don't like him. Do so, they not
1: like him, though? Like, because Let's know, see what the
0: usage looks like this week. Let's see okay. what the usage looks That's like. True. If Devontae Parker's back up to 90%, they clearly have a problem with Kendrick Bourne. If Kendrick Bourne's still the established number one, then maybe they do hold on to him.
1: Because my whole thing with Bourne is, like, I know he's out. Like he's not the patriot way, right? Like, he's outspoken. He's willing. Like, he's energetic. He's willing to say all this stuff. But... Because of that, they would have had so many reasons to be like, this isn't it. Like, get out by now. But they haven't. Like, he's still here. So I don't know if that was more a Patricia thing and and Bill likes him. But my goal would be at this point to keep him, hopefully extend him, and then hopefully build around, like, him, Pop Douglas, and, say, T. Higgins or, say, Roma Dunze, right, in the the draft. And now you have a good three. That would be my preference, but we'll see what they kind of handle. I'm with you on Uche because I think, like, Anthony Jennings is playing awesome. You hope Keon White can get back soon and be a presence on that edge. We'll see with Judon, how, you know, if he's back in the mix here sometime soon, then, you know, Uche pass rushers have value. If you can get a third third round pick, a top 100 pick for him, I think he kind of have to do that because i agree he's not he's kind of trending in the direction where he's not going to be back here in free agency anyway so you've kind of held your own without him last week so if you can get a pick for him i'd absolutely do that one that would be my one guy to kind of move yeah yep all right so we'll be back monday to break the game down we'll have an updated schedule at some point here but Patriots Dolphins on Sunday, looking to get to 3-5 and five on the year. Until then, follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth. Go read all his coverage for this game over at 95 dsportshubcom You can follow me on Twitter at Heinz and go read all my Patriots coverage for this one at patspulpit.com. Thank you all for tuning in, as always, and we will see you guys next week.